Greetings. Welcome to this Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey and I am your host for this podcast series. Offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me as we explore diverse topics for enriching the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. One of the most frequent questions that many people, if not most, ask about themselves as they grow from childhood to becoming an adult is some form of the question, who am I? Asking this type of question at age 18 or 21 will most likely bring forth an answer that is different if you were to ask the question again at age 35 or age 50 or age 70. It can be most helpful for an individual to periodically take some time and explore who the current me happens to be. Becoming more aware of the numerous ways that we can change and evolve over the years is a healthy way to understand our self-image. Having an accurate understanding of our own self-image can increase the possibilities that we shall make positive and healthy choices for our future life journey. While information tends to be our friend, accurate information tends to be a better friend. There are many ways to explore and clarify our perceptions of the current me. We can converse with family and friends. We can write in a personal journal. We can incorporate our questions into our prayer life. We can seek professional assistance to provide us with a more objective viewpoint of what is taking place within us. After many years of assisting others, as well as introspecting my own life, I am very aware that there is no one way to answer this question of who am I that is best for everyone. I have learned that what works for one person last year may or may not be the most productive method this year or even five years from now. Each of us is a unique individual and we have our own unique life journey that has brought us to the point where we are today. Trying to live our life by following the decisions of others tends to lead us to states of frustration. Whether one uses these specific words or some nebulous collection of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, wellness psychology encourages each of us to structure some concrete ways to explore and find answers to the question, who am I? Some individuals who listen to earlier podcasts, parts one and two in this series, have asked for some additional examples of introspective questions that they might use for their own personal life journey in exploring this question of, who am I? These examples of introspective questions are modeled on the way I would use to construct self-exploratory exercises when I was facilitating a personal retreat with an individual. These are examples only, and they are not meant to be the way for others to construct their own introspective path. I shall be presenting some sample areas that one might consider in exploring greater detail to answer and understand the current me. Within each area, there are endless questions that one can construct to probe ourselves in our quest for self-learning. You are encouraged to ask questions that fit you, 
not your family or friends or that may seem normal by some standard. This is an exercise for learning more about the unique person you are and not for meeting some arbitrary external standard. The questions I offer do require some thought. I encourage you to make liberal use of the pause button as you listen to my examples. This pausing between hearing questions can be most helpful if you are using some type of written format for this self-study. Using some type of written method also allows you to ponder certain areas of your life when you are not listening to this podcast. You may decide to listen to parts one and two of this podcast series before listening to parts three and four. Each part is structured to stand alone, so no sequencing is necessary. As always, use any method which best fits you as the unique person you are. So let's begin with an area of living life that might be of interest and offer some sample questions for consideration as you seek current answers to the question, who am I? The questions that I offer are ones that personal retreat participants have told me were of special value to them. The first area I've selected for consideration is the area of privacy. Questions that we might ask ourselves include, are there areas in your life around which you prefer a fence? When other people question you about your whereabouts, activities, etc., do you feel as though you're being emotionally frisked, invaded, or somehow threatened by answering? Do you ever feel a psychological claustrophobia, closed in and overexposed to people when they ask about your areas of privacy? Does your need for privacy ever become a form of defensiveness? Do you have special techniques to defend your privacy, such as humor, changing the subject, giving vague and distracting responses? What are your real motivations for wanting privacy? Is it a learned habit from family background or guilt feelings or perhaps a fear of vulnerability as a result of being known by other people. How do you feel about your handling of privacy and do you see there is any need to change? If there is, why? If not, why? Another area that we might consider for the area of self-exploration is needing other people. Questions might include, is it emotionally satisfying or humbling for you to need others? To seek the help of other people. When helped, do you feel an urge to repay them? To balance the scales as soon as possible? Do you emotionally grasp the truth that letting others help you is a way of loving them? Are there special areas of need in which you find it emotionally difficult to ask for or accept help? Can you easily talk over your problems with other people? Overall, are you more comfortable helping others or being helped by other people? Do you basically believe that one should be able to independently solve their own problems in life? How does this desire to recognize independence affect your own need for helping and needing other people? Can you ask for and accept help in the form of listening? How can you work on improving your attitudes and behaviors in the whole area of needing other people to live your life. 
A third area that we might consider for self-exploration is the area of authority figures. There are basically two general reactions to authority figures of serious emotional import. The first is that of a person who tends to be conformist, who wants to please those people in authority. He or she avoids conflict and dislikes trouble. He or she prefers law and order. There is an emotion of satisfaction that comes in doing the right thing. The other basic reaction is that of the rebel. Any symbols of authority are signals to him or her's own adrenaline system. Those in authority are always or tend to frequently be wrong. Bosses tend to be unreasonable and teachers are unfair. The child ego state in the conformist is predominantly docile, looking for okayness and approval. The child ego state in the rebel is angry, telling off his or her early parental influences. Of course, a thousand variations of these positions are possible. Listen to and describe fully the pattern of your emotional reactions to authority figures. Do they help or hurt in relationships with yourself and with other people? Do they need any change? Why? How? If you've ever been in authority over other people, how has this experience affected your own personal attitudes and behaviors toward authority figures? Another area that could be of great value in exploring ourselves and learning more about the current me is the area of our bodies. Questions might include, do you feel at peace with your body and accept it for what it is? Is a nude body considered natural to you? What feelings change about yourself when you view your body nude versus clothed? Would your feelings toward another person change? Are you pleased or embarrassed at the sight of your body? When you last stood nude before a full-length mirror, what were your emotional reactions? Is the health or appearance of your body more important to you? Which is easier for you to share with others, physical nudity or emotional nudity? For example, go on a crash diet which could possibly be harmful to your health if you knew that going on this diet would greatly improve your physical appearance. What do you feel when you think that someone is looking at your body? Which of your physical features do you like the best? The least. In what part of your body are you most prone to sickness? What parts of your body do you like the best? Why? What is your usual emotional reaction to photographs of yourself? What are your feelings about touching? Do you feel good or uneasy to be touched on your body by another person? Do you consider yourself possibly to be a touching type of person? If so, what do you think you are trying to say in your touches? How do you tend to react when another person touches you? Where do you feel most comfortable and safe touching another person and being touched by them? How do you feel about that attitude? Any changes needed? We can now move to the last general area for this podcast, and that is the area of being loved by other people. What does the concept of love mean to you? How do you know when you love someone? 
If someone of unquestionable sincerity and sound judgment were to say to you, I love you, how would you react on the interior part of your person? Are you able to accept love happily? Would you feel a need to return or psychologically pay off this love by loving that person in return? Can you surrender to the joy of being loved without suspicion or a nervousness that they have made a mistake in identifying you? Or that if you are accepting love that you can later be having a sense of rejection, a real fear that if you are accepting of love, you could lose it by rejection. Do you feel just as free about being yourself with someone who loves you, or are you extra careful not to disillusion that person and possibly lose their love? Can you allow yourself to love you as much as allowing yourself to love others? This is probably one of the most crucial questions that psychologists work with individuals is asking themselves this question. Can you allow yourself to love you as much as allowing yourself to love others? And for many, many people in our society, it is a crucial question of self-concept, self-esteem, and mental health. Other questions we might ask ourselves are, what about you makes you lovable? Do you ever feel that you need to pay a price in order to be loved by other people? If so, what are you willing to pay to have other people love you? And what would be too high a price to order for us to buy the love of other people? As with all of these questions, the supply is endless. The questions demand a great deal of emotional honesty with self. I am hopeful that providing you with these specific possibilities, these will be helpful as an aid for your personal growth and providing some insight into your self-perceptions of who you see the current me being. At this point, you probably have a better idea of why so few individuals take the excessive amount of time and energy and invest it into the whole area of self-exploration. Even when there are so many positive and healthy outcomes for a focused self-study, one soon realizes that introspection truly is work. Self-study, as encouraged by wellness psychology, tends to drain a person both in physical and emotional senses. After participation in a personal retreat format, I have seen many persons take significant time to recover from the emotional and physical stresses of intensive introspection. If self-study is an area of your interest, I do encourage you to invest time and energy to structure ways of learning about yourself both today and for your future days and years ahead. After all, the power for positive living is accepting the reality that you and I each have the personal power to construct, implement, and manage the individual choices we each make for our own individual life journey. This is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. 
as your friend and host, I always encourage you to value and nurture yourself as the unique human individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day.